0: Hey there guys and welcome back to the Travis and Damien podcast episode 98. We're available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien podcast along with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Today we're going to be talking about the Bayonetta 3 situation. Then we'll head into our recent activities including Trash Taste Live, Overwatch 2 and Chainsaw Man. Afterwards we're heading into industry news such as G4 Ending, Gotham Knights and Amaranth. Obviously our thoughts on the newest Disney Plus shows like Werewolf by Night. Andor in the finale of She-Hulk. So first, let's talk about the whole Bayonetta 3 situation because this has been really huge, I would say, within yeah. the gaming space. This is probably one of the bigger stories uh, in general. So the original voice actress, uh, Helena Taylor, she came out and was like, uh, here's why I didn't come back for Bayonetta 3. Uh, and she has claimed that they were only going to pay her $4,000 for the whole game. So she asked the fans to boycott the game. And obviously, that sparked a lot of sort of conversation around the industry about voice actors, not just within gaming, but just in general. So, Damien, when you first saw this video, what was your initial reaction?
1: So, um, I mean, I believed her, right? Because I was just like, yeah, that." I mean, that sounds pretty shit. Um, yeah. You know, it's not a surprise that voice actors don't get treated very nicely from like compared to like other mediums, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like regular actors always make way more money than, um, you know, anyone else <laughs> in terms of voice acting. And, you know, there's been other stories. Like I know there was one with the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero dub actors got like a hundred something dollars to do the yeah. whole movie, which is like really, really bad. Um, it's kind of why, you know, I don't like to treat dub actors too bad because, you know, most of the time they're either inexperienced or they're just kind of doing it for money and even then there's not a lot of money. So it's going to make sense you will get talent that's maybe not as good as you would want. Um, but yeah, I basically believed her for the 4000 for the whole thing. I'm like, okay, that, that, that seems really bad and like really low and obviously it's like bad on Platinum and Nintendo for letting this happen. But then um, I started to uh, not doubt her, but even then I was like, wait, but I got Jennifer Hale as the new bayonetta. Yeah. And she's like one of the top like female voice actresses like around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, something isn't making sense here. Um I still <laughs> like, I still thought she was in the right. Or like, you know, I still like believed her. Um, but I didn't think it was about money anymore. I think maybe they were trying to lowball her like intentionally <laughs> to like get rid of her for some reason and get like a new voice actress. Uh that what was going on in my head during that first day, because I was like it wouldn't make sense if they lowballed her and then got a voice actress that's way more prominent in the voice acting sphere. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. Jennifer was going to be worth way more than she was, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that was kind of what was going through my head during that whole thing. Like I was just, I was still supporting her, but I, I knew something else was like, there was more to the story <laughs> than what was happening here. You know?
0: Yeah. 100%. I mean, like obviously I'm a journalism major to those that don't know. So I, Learned in school that, you know, there's always different sides of a story. You should always get both sides from sources kind of thing. And yeah. that's just in general in life. When you hear someone say something about someone, you should always, if you're that interested, try to, you know, ask ask the other side of that story to see if it is true or if it is valid. Obviously sometimes you don't need that other side uh, and that includes within journalism so with this story in particular there's obviously two clear sides of the story and on that first day like you said Damien I pretty much was in the same vein where I was like okay well I'm excited for Bayonetta 3, but do I buy it now? Like, I was very conflicted sitting in my car waiting to clock in for my work shift after watching that video. I was like, shit, what do I do? Because this game has been announced and really highly anticipated by many people around the world, including myself. And I'm like, well, do I really risk, you know, the whole project? Because this isn't just her that obviously worked on the game. You know, her voice isn't one of the main reasons why people play the game. But it's definitely a factor in terms of, you know, why people like the character of Bayonetta and having the efforts of the game developers and everyone else within the team suffer because she was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get the pay that I wanted. So I decided to not, uh, you know, take the offer, which is very fair obviously so yeah and Hideki Kamiya uh the executive director responded and uh his response was fucking dog shit which pretty much uh reinforced the idea to people that like oh my god yeah she did only get offered four thousand dollars this is so bad so uh if you guys don't know who Hideki Kamiya is uh, among twitter anyways he's very known for just blocking people uh that he he does (laughs) that he just doesn't agree with so um when it comes to something like this in particular, um, obviously, the fact that he responded in such a way... The first part of the response was fine, but the other part where it was like, beware of my rules, I was like, what the fuck is he saying right now? So,
1: yeah, obviously,
0: you know, he got slaughtered in the quote retweets and shit like that, so, um, but yeah, obviously, there's another side of the story that we'll tackle here in just a bit, but... Uh, just some other background information. Uh, Brian D- uh, Deckard, uh, he is the person that was that was Connor in uh, Detroit Become Human. He has come out publicly and said that he was offered four thousand dollars to voice act in a triple A game, uh, just to show that this does happen to voice actors. You know, like this isn't sort of like a random number or a random thing that Taylor sort of just brought out there, and. You know, so obviously people people start digging into some other shit um, about her, and apparently she is very much a, I guess, a Republican conservative kind of viewpoint on things. Uh She commented on a post about about a uh, Blue Lives Matter. So yeah, yeah, a little She also says
1: some she says some weird things about trans people as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was a lot of sussy things. Obviously, like does that really hurt her argument in terms of voice actors being paid better? No, but it does like kind of, you know, make it a little sussy. <laughs> so that's all I want to say, you know, like, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like this is more after the fact that people start to be like, wait, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, but yes, uh, then, you know, Jennifer Hale, uh, responded kinda again, no one can really say anything cause everyone's under NDA. Um, mm-hmm. You know um she didn't care because she just broke the nda she didn't really care so she was just saying all these things about how they only pay her four thousand. but -hmm. jeffrey hale is still under nda she doesn't really want to break it and basically she just said that you know there's two sides to every story um you know she respects you know obviously she respects voice acting and she does every actor deserves to be paid what they deserve Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: um you know she's saying she didn't really know about any of this about like her situation And, you know, like you said, she was saying that more people worked on this game than just her. So, like, you should, like, keep that in mind if you're going to boycott the game or if you're going to buy the game that, you know, you're also helping everyone else out. You know what I mean? So, which is fair. I think that was a pretty fair response, uh, you know, to Mm -hmm. go against that one. Um, And, you know, when she responded with that, yeah, my, my... I didn't know what to think anymore. (laughs) I was very conflicted (laughs) the whole time because, just like you, I'm like, man, am am I going to buy this game or am I going to do what? Like, you know, I don't know if I feel comfortable supporting it. If you know, Platinum is going to be like that, and you know, um, so yeah, I I just kind of like left it up in the air. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait a few days and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But literally the next day, Jason Schneider made a whole piece on the Band of Three stuff, and it basically revealed a lot of stuff. So um, Platinum was actually offering her. Three thousand to four thousand per session, and that was supposed to be over five sessions that was supposed to be four hours each, so it would have been like fourteen, uh, or I'm sorry, fifteen thousand or like twenty k. Like that, that was sort of like what yeah. she was going to get paid, mm. uh, which is a lot different from what she said, which was four thousand for the whole thing. And apparently, this rate is like really generous for voice acting, like it's on the higher end. So um, it looks like Platinum really did want her back. But she was asking for six figures and residuals, and that's when negotiations and negotiations fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether you think that was fair, like, maybe she should have gotten paid six figures and got residuals, uh, you know, I think that's kind of just, like, you know, that's more of a conversation. But I, I feel like if it's a AAA game, then sure. Like, Bayonetta is still, like, a niche franchise in the end of the day. Like, I yeah. think both games only sold, like, a million copies. So mm-hmm. it's not, like, a big franchise. So I think... Platinum offering her that amount of money, which was a rally higher than the standard rate. I, I think that sounded pretty fair. Mostly when she doesn't really voice act, she only voice acts bayonetta and she mostly does theater. Like I feel like that's that's a pretty fair rate. At least at least for this situation you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so. i mean
0: like if we're talking about like something much bigger much you know awesome. <laughs> grandioso kind of thing like a naughty dog game like if she was voicing someone within one of those games even if it was like a minor role you know something around this ballpark might not have been as lucrative because you would also doing mocap stuff and shit like that, so yeah. like, that's like a completely different situation. But you know, Jason Strider's piece obviously opened it up and was like, "Oh, okay, so this is sort of like apparently what the other side of the story is," because he obviously has sources within the industry. So, fifteen 000 to twenty thousand dollars across five sessions for four hours each. I mean, like, I think that that's pretty fair in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, for four hours worth of work, you're getting three thousand to four thousand dollars out of your pocket. Like, um. And since you're a voice actor and that's sort of like what you want to do, I in my head, that's sort of like, oh, okay, like, you know, you're sort of just like working with the director and you're just doing your voice acting thing. Um, and like you said, if this is on the much higher end of the spectrum, then her asking for six figures in residuals was just her being greedy. In my opinion, yeah. I think that that's just a little insane, especially... For Bayonetta, like you said, like this is still a niche franchise. Like there was a lot of excitement for Bayonetta three to come out, but even then, like now that we're getting closer and closer to it, you can still see who the true fans are and who who those were when it first got announced. That were just excited because it was announced, kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. this is definitely a franchise that is not on the same level as. Uh, Mario or Zelda or any other franchise on the Switch, but it's not on the other spectrum of just like lesser-known titles, obviously. So, you know, her being offered that much I think was fair, Um, and obviously Taylor is uh, doubling down and being like, hey, you know, that's a lie, that's bullshit. So, I don't know what's exactly going to come out of that, but...
1: I definitely feel like now the burden of proof is on her, because, you know, mm-hmm. she said the thing, which is fine. I think most people are like, oh, yeah, that's pretty shit. But now that Platinum said this, and, you know, Jason Schreiter is very, like, you know, he's really reputable. You know, he has a bunch of sources. He's never really been wrong in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to choose to believe him just because of, of his reputation and stuff over mm-hmm. her, unless she can provide hard evidence. I mean, she clearly didn't care about the NDA to begin with. So yeah. at this point, she she sh- she should bring up anything she has, but she hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um and basically she says some other quote which is like I would just want to put this whole franchise behind me and stuff. So it sounds like she kinda just doesn't care now. She's just gonna <laughs> leave. <laughs> so I don't know. To me it just just this seems like she was just trying to milk the series for what it yeah. was and like just leave with a bunch of money. So she does a voice act. like, anything else besides this character. So, since it was the third game, and, like, it's long-awaited and stuff, maybe she thought she could get a little greedy and get more money out of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that didn't work, and now she made the whole (laughs) shit show. But, um, you know, regardless of her and Platinum and stuff, I think... A lot of people could come away with this being, like, you know, voice actors should get paid more regardless. Like, you know, there should be better stuff it Like, the union definitely helps a lot. Like, a lot of voice yes. actors are in the union now. But, you know, obviously, the, you know, we should be fighting for more better rights for these guys and to get paid more. You know, getting game paid, like, $100. For like a whole movie. Like that's that's awful. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Like, even if it's a dub voice actor, like mm-hmm. that 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 seems like insane to me that they would even consider that a fair rate. But um yeah, overall, you know, this whole situation has been very messy. Uh I'm pretty sure we might see more of this once the NDAs are gone and we're gonna see more evidence either against or for like her or platinum Mm -hmm. but um as of right now i I guess i'll buy the game (laughs) i don't feel too bad anymore so there you go mostly because i feel like if they put this story out like she should have responded like immediately but she didn't she's kind of just like yeah whatever so um
0: yeah Yeah. that (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think like if she was gonna break the nda and like sort of Uh, just show everything and sort of just like say all of these things across like the multiple videos because in the other video she was saying on how like she was suffering like depression and you know she's broke as hell and shit like that so I'm like all right, you know like that sucks she's trying to like have the internet sort of sympathize with her even more past that first video because I feel like most people just watch the first video and then in in the thread the other videos no one really watched Um, so you know uh, I think that first video has like over a hundred or not 100, over like 10 million views. Yeah, I was like 10 million. Yeah, yeah, I think I haven't checked in a while. Yeah, it has fucking almost 10 mil, which is crazy. Um, I don't think
1: it's going to hurt the game, though. Like, apparently it went even higher on the sale (laughs) charts. (laughs) So I guess that didn't really work out too well.
0: That is fucking crazy.
1: (laughs) But yeah, even then, I I probably would have been more hesitant to buy the game. But now I'm just like, well, okay, I guess that all that was not really a thing. So yeah, (laughs) because like,
0: if she's going to break the NDA, shouldn't she have like receipts or like the contracts or anything that sort of yeah. You know, shown the the sort of insulting offer that she was offered kind of thing, um, yeah. but you know, she obviously doesn't have those receipts and I'm sure that uh, once this all blows over, once the NDAs are up, more stories are going to come out, more sides of this uh, sort of situation are going to come to light, and Helena Taylor, uh, she probably doesn't have a future in voice acting for gaming, or voice acting in general, so <laughs> Yeah <laughs> um, I'm just yeah. surprised,
1: like, could you get sued for this?
0: <laughs> like, I feel like Like defamation kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, pr- I'm not a lawyer, but I would I would hope so because this yeah it's like seems a pretty like, damaging story, all things yeah. considered,
1: especially if it's not like even true. Like if it was if it was true, then yeah, then yeah, you know, you can't really sue her. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that she just straight up lied, at least for now, like you know, I, again, you know, maybe two weeks <laughs> from now, maybe it'll be a different story. But as yeah. of right now, I do feel like yeah, I feel like Platinum could just be like, we're gonna sue you now. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, like, she said the whole game instead of, like, sessions or whatever. So, um, yeah. once we know the full story and the whole truth, there's not much that, obviously, we can do. We're just fucking two idiots on the internet talking about this. Basically, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, obviously, I'm still uh going to buy the game, uh, hopefully, and play it because I love Bayonetta. And, honestly, I had no idea that they even replaced the old voice actress. I had no idea that uh, Taylor was replaced to begin with. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know. It is what it is. Uh, Platinum did respond to this controversy, but it was very much like, uh, you know, yeah, Don't it happened. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't harass Jennifer Hale.
0: Yeah. Please. And that's about it. She just took the job. So she was like yeah. uh, 15 to 20k by the end of this shit. That's that's not bad. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe she got a little bit more because of her name brand, but uh, obviously only time will tell uh, when the truth comes. So
1: Yep. <laughs> we just got to wait for
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about our recent activities. Uh, let's talk about Trash Taste Live real quick. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys don't know, me and Damon are both huge fans of Trash Taste Live or Trash Taste podcast. If you guys don't know who they are. They are three guys who live in Japan and they just talk about bullshit. Uh basically, at, yeah. At first at first it was a quote unquote anime podcast, and so then obviously they uh diverged off of that and they're much more about their personalities on the show. So if you guys haven't watched them before, check it out. There's a lot of episodes to go through, but I would definitely recommend going from the start Uh, And working your way up there, or maybe even start with a guest episode, because I know that that's how a lot of people get into different podcasts. So, you know, start with a guest episode, pick one that you like, because recently they were in L.A. and they did a lot of guest episodes. But uh, my experience with Trash Taste Live, uh, because I went to the League of Legends group stage beforehand uh, when I went to uh, the venue for Trash Taste, Bro, I thought I was, like, going to be there, like, late, quote-unquote. There was a whole ass line circling the building. I was like, this shit is fucking insane. <laughs> so, uh, they probably already knew that because of AX and sort of, like, their their way to, I guess, attract a fucking crowd. So, I had no idea that there were going to be that many people that were going to be, quote-unquote, late, just like me. Um, but and then I, I waited on the merch line, and that line was fucking huge as well. Uh But the show itself, I really enjoyed it. I liked that they were, you know, doing sort of like a game show kind of thing. Obviously, we don't want to spoil too much because they very much were like, don't fucking record, (laughs) (laughs) which I was like, "Uh, why are they doing that? And I was like, oh, they don't want it to be put up online so people could get free views and they probably want to do something with the shows and everything like that, make like a highlight or whatever. But, you know, makes sense. But the overall show I really enjoyed it it very much played to the audience and the game shows that they played and things like that so
1: yeah so um, yeah for me uh, obviously the venue was pretty small it was actually a lot smaller than I thought because there was like a a more fancy venue uh, Mm -hmm. in Florida but they didn't use that it was some other one I never heard of so I'm like okay uh, so yeah, pretty uh, pretty small. I mean, it's still like a shit ton of people. It yeah. was a lot. It was packed, but still, it was like a smaller venue. And yeah, just like you, like it basically wrapped around the whole building. I'm like, oh my god. So we stand in line, we wait. Um, I was also gonna wait in the merch line, but I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna sit and watch the show. I'll do it after or whatever. So I watched the show. You know, it was great. You know, I had a very fun time. The Florida audience was insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like seriously, like <laughs> like I want to say stuff about it. Obviously, I won't. But it was it was crazy. And they did say they recorded some shows and yeah. they say they do intend to show those hopefully they recorded the florida one because i mean it's florida right like that's the new <laughs> state so hopefully they do show it because sure, there are some great moments in it uh but yeah it was a great time i know i really liked the structure they did where mm-hmm. it was like yeah like you said like a game show and stuff i think it flowed very well like i barely felt the two hours because i was like how they're gonna you know make this entertaining for two hours because yeah. usually it's just like oh you just sit down and watch it or whatever um you know but they did i had a great time you know the energy was great and um it was just very funny. You know, I'm, I'm glad they really translate the, the um sort of the after dark energy into this. Yeah. That's sort of what I got from it. So um yeah, it was a great time. And when I got out, I was gonna get merch. Uh, I saw a line. Well, that doesn't look too long. So I'm like, where's the end of the line? They had like a whole separate room and it just snakes like this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going home. So I went <laughs> home. So I didn't get anything, but that's okay. I'm not like a big merch guy to begin with. I, I just want I kinda wanted the uh the poster of it yeah. but like I, i'm okay i i wasn't gonna wait like an extra hour <laughs> yeah so yeah
0: the poster was pretty cool uh it has yeah, all it three cool, yeah. all three of their signatures and i think it was like 30 bucks which is a little expensive in my opinion but hey you know it's a poster so if you're gonna hang out i, mean, I, on I your think
1: wall. they i think they they did it all individually or something yeah, yeah. i saw like mm-hmm. a thing where they were like doing it. i thought I'm like, oh shit okay yeah
0: so i'm sure that their fucking hands were tired after that uh, yeah. But yeah. And then also just quickly on the whole League of Legends thing with the group stage. That was fun watching all NA teams lose. Um, <laughs> you know, it was very nice seeing the uh, the uh, EU teams win, though. But, you know, overall, it's been so long since I've watched an esports thing in person. Um, I hope my next one is going to be like some Valorant related because I love just watching Valorant. Valorant is so much fun um so hopefully they'll do something within new york city soon but overall you know the group stage was fun had a great day honestly if i had the choice i had no idea that we were going to the group stage the same day as trash taste it just sort of overlapped and i fucking forgot uh <laughs> so that's on me but you know still overall had a great great time uh do you want to talk about overwatch 2 real quick yeah what we have can you, talk about overwatch what two. have you been doing new because i just started playing so so uh,
1: i mean i must have just been doing all the weekly and daily stuff uh Trying out some new people. I mean, I basically play, like, wherever role. I don't really care. I usually just play all role to mm-hmm. begin with. Um, I, you know, I still think the game is very enjoyable. Um, there's supposed to be, like, an actual update, like, next Tuesday. It's supposed to have the Halloween event thing. and It's okay. supposed to be actually different this time. Because uh, for the longest time, we just, oh, defend the door and kill some robots. and I mean, that was fun. Yeah. But it was kind of the same an event for, like, four years or whatever. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what to do for this game. But, um... Overall, you know, I I still feel like the 5v5 is still really fun. You know, I don't really miss the shields or whatever. You know, uh, when shields do show up, they do die pretty quickly. Like, it's not like a thing where you just focus on shields all fucking time. Thank God. Um, (laughs) You know, not having stuns or, like, any, like, hard CC that's not in the alt is great as well. Like, you know... Getting, like, flashbanged or getting, like, um Brigitte, like, stunned and shit. <laughs> that shit just wasn't fun in Overwatch 1. It feels good to actually do stuff. You could... You know, playing DPS is, like, super fun now because you can actually kill people. Like, yeah. it feels good to actually kill people, get picks or whatever. Um, you know, I know healing has been sort of a controversial topic. Um, I can't really relate because I mostly just play Lucio and he could, like... Just run away <laughs> and you <he> can <laughs> fight, but you know I know if you play like things like Zenyatta or uh, Mercy, especially I think Mercy is really bad right now. Yeah, uh, just because she doesn't do a lot. Like healers are supposed to do damage now and heal, and if you're not really doing that, you're kind of useless. Um, I'm kind of used to that rule because in um, Final Fantasy XIV is kind of the same deal. Like, you kind of want to do damage as healing. Like you know, you you only heal when you have to, basically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's a lot to take in for anyone that's like more used to just being like a heal bot. But um, I've Mate. never played like that. <laughs> 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 I've never to really play like that in in this game. If I was playing support, I do like to do some damage, so I'm okay with it. And tanking, tanking is really fun. Like actually really enjoyed all the changes to tank you know i think them being like super beefed up boys is like really fun like i love playing orissa zarya's just busted right now like she's just really not fun to fight against so Mm -hmm. hopefully i think they're nerfing her um i know diva's pretty oppressive right now as well but um yeah i think i think the tank changes were really good um it does suck when you're playing like arcade mode or some other modes where they don't restrict role. Stuff because yeah. it's just all tanks and it's just not fun because <laughs> no one dies. So I, I do hope they put like a limit on tanks and like arcade mode and more casual modes because it's like really annoying and not fun when it's like more than three tanks. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm, I'm still very much enjoying the game. Uh, we're gonna have to wait and see how the game really progresses. Again, I'm still it's still you know when people say it's a disappointing sequel, I understand that it is. Like I wish PVE launched with this. You know, I wish it was like a story mode like they promised with a bunch of different shit, but it's not here. So we just have to wait for it. Um, but, and you know, the monetization is pretty bad as well. It's like $20 for a new skin. Like, you know, I know that's the norm in most games, but I feel like most of these legendary skins aren't worth $20. <laughs> so yeah. But besides that, uh, I'm having a great time with it. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, first time hopping back into Overwatch in like over two years because last time we played, we got fucking smoked. Um, but you know, I never played during that that era where like it was all tanks or like there was more than one tank and shit like that. So uh going into Overwatch 2 or Overwatch 1.5, uh it's still fun. I, I hate to admit it, I fucking hate Blizzard, but like I'm yeah. having a, I'm a, I'm having a lot of fun with Overwatch 2. Um I am definitely a soldier one trick, but it's okay. Um I'm one thing I've noticed is that I, I'm just not good at tanks. Like I know that, like, you're supposed to, like, you know, weave Be in aggressive. and out, kind of, as tanks. Yeah. You know, like, don't just stand there and just sort no. of, like, just soak everything. Because you're just going to fucking die.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to, like, get ground, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah.
0: So, I am, I'm just not good at that. I don't fucking know what it <laughs> is. But um I could play the other two roles just fine, you know. Me, Lucio, I got you. I got you, bro. Zenyatta, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um But, yeah, you know, it's still fun. I think we played Ranked. Uh, as five and we were just getting fucking smashed because people are a bunch of nerds Um <laughs> and you know some of us are still learning the game which is fine even I'm still learning the game Uh there's a lot of heroes that I just don't fucking know like Sigma that guy's fucking broken I was like what the yeah, hell is so this Sigma shit? Sigma
1: does do a lot yeah I was <laughs> like
0: this guy's like insane this fucking ulti and shit I was like my god Um <laughs> but yeah you know Overwatch 2 having fun with it admittedly uh for how much longer I don't know uh hopefully that they'll able to update the game and make it a lot more fun and interesting than you know just having it you know more agents more whatever you know just making it 1.5 I hope that you know, they It's heroes actually. Uh whatever 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 <laughs> you know do some do something a little more is what I'm asking yeah, for but no even then even then I'm 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 still going to be playing it admittedly so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um as long as the content pace is good then that's fine
0: i saw valorant
1: like updated its main menu and it looks like overwatch now and I yeah saw like- no
0: bro i i hate the new menu just because i've been so used to the old one since like beta like literally during the pandemic when the game came out like i'm i'm just so used to that old menu so now that it looks like all nice and fancy i'm like what the fuck is riot doing i don't like this. um <laughs> But yeah, I guess I could quickly segue into Valorant and TFT. Yeah, Yeah, you know, Valorant, uh, they started a new act. Uh, Shout out to Jeffrey. He ended Platinum. I fucking hate him, but, you know, (laughs) he somehow ended Platinum. So congrats to him. So that makes me motivated to hopefully end uh, Platinum or higher than him. Maybe be this act. Who knows? I'm still in school, so a little busy with that. Uh, But yeah, Valorant's still fun. Um, I still enjoy playing the game, watching the game uh, th- that's pretty much my main like go to like stream game when I go on Twitch if someone's playing Valorant I'll just watch some uh, from my following list and there's a new agent Harbor uh, he's a smoker he has like waves and like fucking walls and shit it's weird um, people say he's bad but I'm not entirely sure yet I think he can be good within certain situations um, but obviously only time will tell when people start busting him out in like competitive matches and shit like that showing like the, the quote unquote the true potential of the agent if you will Uh, I think he's okay. I don't think he's, like, dog shit. I feel like most people say that with New Ages because they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but, yeah, only time will tell. And TFT, I've just been, like, addicted to it. Like, this is, like, my go-to game to just play when I just, like, want to waste, like, a few hours. Like, if I, like, want to listen to, like, a podcast like Trash Taste or Tiny Me Gang, like, I just play this game and then just you know listen to the podcast i don't care if i win or lose obviously winning is nice but you know i'm not i'm I'm not too invested within the sort of like tft meta whatever units i get i try to like work around it and then like by the end of it i i end up in like sixth place because i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but hey um so there's that
1: (laughs) i mean i think that's fair like i don't know that's how i kind of play most multiplayer Competitive stuff, like I kind of just play for. I'm mean, saying same with Overwatch I kind of just play for fun. That's why mm-hmm. I really like the Battle Pass. Like, you know, it just gives me things to do because I'm not a very competitive person to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm okay with just like getting items by playing stuff. I'm like, yay, dopamine, you know. That's what so, I do in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's basically the same thing. Like, you know, I obviously like you want to get better, but I'm like, yeah. you have to spend so much time doing it. And, you know, I'm a type of person that likes to play a lot of different video games. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just not going to waste all that time to do yeah. that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> um, I guess we were talk about Chainsaw Man. I, I, I didn't watch the second episode yet. I only, I only
0: watched the first oh, episode. Oh, okay. So, um, what did you think of it based on your first, your first uh, episode?
1: <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, you know, it's uh, obviously it's you know a little more darker. You know, it, it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Jujutsu Kaisen just in terms of, like demons and all that. I guess because it's Mappa too, so I'm like yeah, I'm just thinking of Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't expect. I mean, I don't know what actually happens, but like probably the dog thing shows up again. I probably shouldn't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, spoilers, but, um, yeah, and I, I, the dog, like, fuses, I, mean, I I should have probably expected that, because, you know, I'm like, oh, he's the chainsaw, and then just chainsaw man, I'm like, well, that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, what I also didn't expect was, I didn't know he was supposed to be mostly CGI, and I think it looks great oh, yeah. in like motion. Obviously, I think the only problem with CGI characters in like a two D show is when it just stands still for a little bit because it look very out of place. Like, yeah. it's just like like this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's fine. But when he's actually like doing like a bunch of crazy stuff, like it looks great. Um, so yeah, I think like the action has been great. You know, wherever world is setting up, you know, looks pretty interesting. You know, again with the whole demon stuff, you know, very Jujutsu Kaisen and stuff. I guess demons are just really in right now. With, with, yeah. Was shounen stuff, you know, with Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, now this, um, but yeah, it looks very interesting. You know, you know, uh, Denji is his name, right? Uh, yeah, you know, Denji. Yeah. Yep. So it looks like Zembia. You know, I know he's like simping over this girl or something. <laughs> so that's gonna be interesting. I mean, I, like, I saw the intro.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> the he's lived a, a very not normal life, so give, no. him, give him a break. But um, the second episode really does set things up more obviously yeah uh but the first episode i mean i was like yeah this is pretty much like all of volume one within uh chainsaw man like it they were able to to condense it all within this first episode which which was great because like the first volume really does set everything up and you do get a sense of who denji is and sort of his backstory and why he's doing this why he hunts demons and you know uh makima comes around and everything like that so Yeah, I mean, so far, so good. I think that this is a pretty good adaptation um, of it. You know, we're only two episodes in, so only time will tell. Uh, The whole CG thing, honestly, maybe I'm just dumb, but I didn't even notice that Chainsaw Man was CG. I was like, hey, look, he looks a little funny. Uh, Whatever. Uh, (laughs) But obviously, you know, when he's in motion, I'm assuming they did that so they don't stress their fucking team from doing everything you know because they're working on like so many different shows like it is crazy so you know give Mappa some slack you know they had to you know make them cg but then again um you know what i won't spoil it never mind (laughs) because because what i was gonna say was gonna hint at like i guess episode two a little bit but like it's like a one-off line real quick that that uh he says but um yeah, you know, so far so good. Um, one thing I've noticed on Twitter with the whole discourse on Chainsaw Man anime is that uh, people are like, uh, sort of like spoiling it for people that are like new to the anime and sort of like doing like these like fan tweets or whatever. And they're like, right. ah, "Ha ha, they don't know." And I'm like, "The fuck, bro! Just let them." <laughs> just I hate when that yeah. is. Just let them be innocent for a second. They'll they'll <laughs> see the fucked up shit when it comes. Okay, like. Um,
1: yeah, I hate when fans, like, I know they're excited, but I do hate when they're like, oh, they don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, when you do that stuff, it's like, obviously something's gonna happen, so shut up.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, so. so, you know, just let people have their fun. Let the anime only watchers enjoy the anime for what it is. You know, that's why I'm not really saying a whole lot, because I know a lot more, because I recently just finished volume seven, which I was meaning to finish for like months now, but I just haven't finished it. Uh, and there's only 11 volumes, so obviously I'm like more than halfway done, so. Um, but yeah, Chainsaw Man, the anime, so far so good. If you aren't watching it yet, uh, watch it. It is one of the hottest animes for this season. Um, and also another one for this season is Blue Lock. This is a soccer anime, uh, sort of in the same realm as like Q um, Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, like, I don't know much about soccer. I didn't know jack shit about volleyball. Uh, But this one, I know that there was a lot of hype and and a lot of anticipation for it just because of the manga readers, obviously. And recently, (laughs) recently it has been getting printed in English and I was going to pick it up. But I was like, you know what? Since there is a anime adaptation coming so soon, I'll just watch the anime. And there's only two episodes right now. The third episode comes out tomorrow. Um, And yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, like it is it is pretty much if you like Haikyuu, like watch Blue Lock, Uh, maybe wait for the full 12 episodes. Uh, But I think the first two episodes, which are the only ones that are out right now, really does set everything up sort of what they're doing and what this whole sort of plan is for the uh, Japanese uh, sort of region because Japan sucks at soccer so they're trying yeah. to find someone that's really good within Japan to be sort of like their poster boy um, so yeah that that's pretty much what I'm gathering from Blue Lock I, I haven't read the manga so I don't know shit so as I'm watching it that's what I'm learning more that's when I'm learning new stuff um, but yeah I did watch My Hero but I want to wait until uh, the next few episodes come out to give like my full thoughts on it because I am a manga reader for that but <laughs>
1: Yeah, I haven't even started that yet. I, I should start that. It's been a lot of lot of things, a lot, yeah. I mean, a lot of video games, a lot of shows. So yeah, um, especially because yeah, I, I've been usually a slack on anime seasons, but this season has been so cracked that I've been I want to like keep watching. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the last thing I have is Soul Hackers Two. I beat it, uh, and yeah, it was really good. Basically, everything I said before applies to that. You know. The design isn't great, but I think everything else is pretty good. Uh, obviously, lower budget Atlas title. They just mm-hmm. released uh, Persona Five on everything now, so you could. Yes. <laughs> I saw like the controls like for the PC version, and you know it's really stylish. So when you like select your character, it, like has a bunch of the shit. Mm-hmm. And seeing non PlayStation buttons is so weird. Like it is- <laughs> it's very curse. Um... But, yeah, uh, you know, I think this game is a great introduction. If you don't want to play Persona for some reason and maybe you want something a little shorter because this game is only, like, 30 hours, 40-ish hours, like, it's pretty, you know, it's on the, like, the decent length RPG style. It's not, like, the monolithic Xenoblade or Persona levels of, like, 100-plus hours. Yeah. Uh, If you just want a taste of, like, SMT, like, I think this is a great game for it. I will say wait for a Sale, though, because, you know, again, it does feel a bit lower budget, you know, um... Yeah, a lot of corner side because especially with the dungeons you know they're pretty bad the last one is great though and it, it looks like they put all their money on the last dungeon which is like <laughs> it's not like an actual dungeon a lot is sick um, but yeah, I think the characters are great. Like, I think I like how they're all like aged up. Like, they're not like all teenagers. Like, they're like well adults. No, they're not well. Like, they'll have issues. But you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's nice not to have like the teenage drama. Basically, it's it's cool to have more of those mature themes to them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle just as good as any other SMT game. You know, has slight twists, but basically the same thing. with just exploiting weaknesses and stuff. Basically, like adult Pokemon. How I always describe these games. Um, but yeah, still a good game. Uh, I, again, would suggest waiting for a sale. But if you're like newer to the smt series and you want something that's not it's not as hard and not as long as uh that sounded weird <laughs> as persona or, <laughs> or just regular smt then go ahead with this game i think i think the game is great so yeah
0: something a little lighter on your plate. yeah something a little lighter
1: a little more bite-sized smt persona stuff so yeah
0: Alright, so now let's get into the gaming and entertainment news. So first we got some Sonic Frontier stuff. So first real quick, uh they're having Monster Hunter DLC coming November this is so 14th. Weird. <laughs> for free. It's really weird. Um yeah. it's just like when they did the uh Sonic Lost World or some shit. Uh oh like, yeah, with the Zelda like,
1: stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I was like, that shit is weird. Now this I'm like, alright, I guess, because Sonic's now in an open world kind of setting. So it can make yeah, it sense.
1: It's doesn't Rathalos armor. It's so mm-hmm. weird. It's like this is the closest we're ever gonna get to Excobar uh, Sonic. So there you <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> uh, but also, I think I didn't put it here, but there was like a thing where if you sign up for their email list, yes, you get the, the soap shoes. Yes, yeah. the soap shoes. I did that. <laughs> I did that
1: too. Yeah, I wanted to soap was shoes. Like, so yeah.
0: Look, 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 they fucking knew. They were like, "Well, how are we gonna get people to sign up for this email list? Let's include the soap shoes." Right, Hell I. yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, If you haven't done that yet, you still have time. I think the uh, last day to do it is sometime next year. Yeah, by the end of January 2023. So... Uh, Make sure you grab that before it goes away forever or when they put it on the PlayStation Store. Who the fuck knows? Um, But the main thing, or real quick, I guess the uh, prequel comic uh, is coming soon. Uh, I think they already posted the first part on their Twitter, so if you want to read that, you can. I haven't read it yet. I haven't read the Sonic comics in a while. uh, Guilty as charged. But then again, they are still getting people that are doing the IDW stuff for this. So, yeah, it looks good. Uh, I haven't read it, but uh, the main thing is the combat and upgrades they really go uh sort of deeper into that sort of get you to see the whole uh tree of upgrades and things like that you know if you've if you played any open world game this is gonna be there so uh to see or to get like a preview of like what the upgrades are is pretty cool you know obviously you don't start with the whole like sonic kicking the waves and shit like that you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to upgrade for that so yeah Um, I am glad that they are doing this as, like, hopefully one of their last, like, big pieces for the Sonic Frontiers uh, trailers. Um, I'm sure we're going to get one more trailer or something like that before the game comes out. But, yeah, I am still very much looking forward to this game because it does look different, but it also looks good at the same time.
1: Yeah, I'm just hoping, you know, the combat isn't, like, too drawn out. Like, I think when I think Sonic Combat, you know, I think it was fine in other games. You know, the reason why the Werehog was so hated was because, you know, it breaks all flow, right? Like, yes, know, I mean, it was in the song, you know, losing your <laughs> speed, losing your flow. But, yeah, um, you know, in, in a game like this, you kind of want to just keep moving, hit fast, and it looks like it's doing okay at that. I just hope if the enemies are too, like, I guess, bullet spongy, it won't really be fun, because, like, why, why would you do that for a Sonic game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... But it looks like with just combat trailer, like hopefully, if you like, you know, do enough activities and whatever, it looks like you get strong enough to just like annihilate stuff. And I think that should be what sonic combat should be focusing on because you know i really never thought about sonic as having like a real move set but yeah um it looks like they are really tying the moves to like his speediness so i think i think they're doing a pretty good job at that so i guess we're gonna have to wait and see how the combat actually plays out but you know again every trailer i see with this game it does raise my hopes up a lot higher than it was and um you know i am looking forward to playing the game now you know i wouldn't have not said that when i first saw the first trailer because was very <laughs> much like i don't know if this looks good yes. but um every other trailer we've seen has been looking pretty good so I'm, I'm hoping for a good time and you know it seems sega is pretty confident in this game for releasing so many fucking trailers yeah so um yeah it, it looks like they are confident that this game is gonna do well so i i hope it does so
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean like when they first showed it it was very much like it looked like it was still in, like alpha beta stages or something like that and then yeah. a few months go by then it suddenly looks 10 times better so maybe that was just like a much older build uh of the game and they probably took the feedback from inside people at IGN and worked around that. So, um, probably most of the things that we were complaining about were already being fixed or already fixed. So, um, yeah, you know, Sonic Frontiers, I am hoping this game doesn't, you know, get bombarded with like bad reviews. Cause that would, that would definitely, you know, make my, uh, I guess my expectations for it going into it really, really low because Right now, they are pretty high, I would say. For a Sonic yeah. game, anyways, by Sonic Team, they have not been this high in so goddamn long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still guessing I'm gonna get like sevens, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, the fan base doesn't like kill themselves and we're like, we're okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, so next news uh, Comcast has pulled uh, G4, like, it's 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 gone again, <laughs> so um. <laughs> If you weren't familiar with G4, it was sort of like a yeah, like a gamer-focused TV network that was mostly used in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of obviously died out when YouTube started becoming a thing because you know people start doing their own shows like AVGN and like you know all that other stuff. So you didn't really need G4 as much. And you know as, as the internet got better and better, like the gaming coverage from that channel is like you just go IGN or look it up online. Like you didn't really need the channel anymore. But yeah. they decided to come back. Around a few years ago, they decided to come back with a bunch of actually, like, old it shows. actually,
0: oh. it was actually last year.
1: Oh, it was last year. <laughs> All right, That's crazy. Alrighty, <laughs> so that makes this a little more awkward. So yeah, it was last year. That I decided to come back, and you know they have some of the the older shows coming back, like Attack of the Show. Now that was a pretty mainstream show that they used to have. Um, but it also got some bigger people or bigger YouTube people like the Completionists. You know, he was doing a lot of stuff for them. I think mm-hmm. they got some Scott the Waz videos to just play on there, but they were like censored and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It, it, and it seemed that the people were very happy. You know, like I know Completionists is very happy to be on there saying there was Scott the Waz and stuff. But uh, it seems like it just wasn't doing well enough. And it pulled the plug. There was a lot of other drama surrounding this. Like I know there was... There's been a lot of drama surrounding some of the members and stuff, but, like, I don't know enough to really get into that. But, yeah, um, yeah, it just seems like, you know, this just seems like it was a nice thing to bring back. But I think bringing it up to this scale, because they had so many employees and stuff, it just wasn't sustainable. And I think they should have known that (laughs) because it was a very niche thing. And since, you know, the internet is so much more competitive than, like, TV, I guess, with, like, gaming stuff, it's like, yeah, it, it was no doubt that this was going to get shut down or something just because yeah i think they were just doing too much and it just wasn't enough because it wasn't like as much of an audience for it as it used to be you know
0: yeah and i mean when they first announced their sort of comeback tour if you will everyone was pretty excited because this is sort of a nostalgic show a nostalgic tv network for a lot of people that were looking for gaming coverage back in the day before the before the days of the internet i know that uh, what's his name's spawn wave. He did a excellent video sort of talking about the, the, uh, downfall of this network. And, you know, I, I obviously didn't grow up during the G four era, but he did. Um, so he had a lot of things to say on it, uh, on his second channel. Um, what's it called? Uh, this is from an older video or maybe from his main channel. I can't fucking remember where I watched this video from him, <laughs> but because he uploads so fucking much, um, Yeah, yeah. It was on his main channel. It's called Let's Talk About the G4 TV Situation. Um, And he pretty much talked about how back in the day, you know, G4 would literally just have hours of just them, you know, showing raw gameplay. You know, that was just a thing on their TV channel. Nowadays, you can't fucking do that uh, on G4 because there is a thing called the internet where there's going to be 20 different YouTube channels doing that. um, And they're all moderately successful. And, it is very weird and very strange in how certain channels like that just, you know, sort of come up and become successful. Because there is a niche for that sort of, you know, want for gameplay. You know, brand new games come out. They want to see someone play it with no commentary, no none. They just want to see the gameplay. That so, used to be
1: so big back in the day on YouTube. Yeah. I remember there was a bunch of, like, uh, like unnarrated long plays of stuff. And that mm-hmm. that used to be a thing. Yeah.
0: Um, bad. <laughs> but nowadays with these sort of, you know, Elgato and a bunch of other different capture cards, it's so easy and so accessible for anyone to really do that now. You know, when G4 yep. was doing it, it was like no one had a fucking capture card. No one knew how they were capturing this gameplay, but they had it. So they were able to, you know, have that sort of monopoly on that kind of content. But nowadays when, you know, when they came back and when they sort of tried to bring back that same success, it obviously didn't hit the same marks. And that sucks because, you know, they brought back Adam Sessler, who who obviously people were excited for because he is one of the biggest sort of gaming journalistic names out there. Uh, He has stated on his Twitter that he is not looking for another job or looking towards YouTube or Twitch to sort of reignite his thing. He was literally just doing this comeback as As a thing for fun, you know, he doesn't need the money or anything like that. I think that that's what he said on his Twitter, you know, it's like he wanted to do this because this seemed like something that was too attached to him, in my opinion, that he was like, if I don't fucking do it, you know, why not kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure if I worded myself correctly there. But, yeah, and then, like, uh, the uh, G4 channel, they realized that they that the algorithm wasn't favoring them, you know, uploading everything on one channel. So they somehow managed to get all of, like, the different videos onto, like, separate channels. I don't know how the fuck they did that because that was, like, very weird for me. I was like, wait, what the hell is going on? Um, right. So, yeah, they, like, somehow managed to, like, you know, pick and choose certain videos and plot them onto other channels and whatnot. And I was like, okay, you know, they're actually taking steps to sort of find success within the YouTube algorithm, but obviously it didn't work. Um and that is unfortunate because this is something that, you know, people would like to see on the same level as like IGN, GameSpot, you know, all of the other big gaming networks that we have today on the internet. But unfortunately they were just never able to hit their strides and hit their marks.
1: Yeah. It really was just kind of like a relic of its time like you know this was like basically a passion project for people to see it come back Mm -hmm. but obviously just times have changed and you know i guess g4 doesn't really have a like a space anymore
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and that kind of goes to show that you know it's kind of weird that youtubers basically have outgrown tv at this point like you know i think tv channels want to be youtubers at this point because you know this just is like more less effort and like more pay basically so why wouldn't you want to do that like i I feel like traditional tv shows and channels are just you know going more down the wayside now obviously there's always gonna be a market for that stuff but you know i think in terms of gaming like i think having like a whole dedicated tv channel just isn't isn't it anymore you know
0: yeah and even um going back to another youtuber that i watched talk about this mitch uh Mr. Maddie plays, he talked about this way before the whole official announcement of it all just shutting down. This was when the whole layoffs were happening. Right. He talked about how like nowadays with like gaming channels and gaming journalism, you know, we saw it happen with uh um uh Game Over Greggy, uh, you know, Greg Miller. He was a prominent voice on IGN, and then he made his own thing called kinda funny, and then yeah. someone within kinda funny, uh Colin, uh he made his own thing. Um, I forget exactly what it's called. Uh, But he made his own thing, and now that is, like, super-duper successful on top of, you know, kind of funny and all of these other sort of YouTuber-centric channels are. And because they sort of grew up within these spaces, they know how to function around them. And it is kind of weird and kind of, I guess, scary at the same time that, like, you know, traditional news and sort of traditional networks in general like this uh, within gaming are just not gonna work you know it just seems very very weird because you know me and you we grew up watching ign and watching their reviews and i feel like nowadays we don't watch them that like all that much
1: i always use them as like sort of like a Baseline. I'm like, oh, this game got a seven because they give everything a seven. So then I <laughs> then I look at like actual Metacritic or actual reviewers I watch, but you know I just skip to the end of their reviews because that's all you really need. Yeah. Um. But um. You know, I also think that just to show that you know TV is kind of just like gone now. I mean, I think we're probably one of the last generations to really even had memories of watching TV <laughs> at this point, like yeah. you know, as children. Like you know, obviously I remember going to TV guides and looking at what new episodes are going to show, stuff I want yes. to watch or whatever. But at a certain point. You you Know it was just gone because when YouTube got big, that's all I used. <laughs> like by the time 2008 rolled around, or like you know, that's when I was like fully using YouTube, like 2007 and eight. So, um, you know, I could watch like Naruto in like 10 and like 10 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> um, I didn't watch Naruto, though. but yeah, you know what I'm saying, like you know, I yeah. think. I think T V just became like just an outdated thing and YouTube channels, especially gaming, had just gained so much traction over the years that you just don't need it. Like I have all the information I need and I have funny gaming like review stuff for Ravi like um you know, Scott the Waz or whatever that I would watch instead mm-hmm. of like just um just like, you know, whatever G four was doing. So yeah. Uh overall I just I just feel like it had no place anymore. And really the only reason it existed was more for nostalgia or just passion for these people. And you know, I'm I'm glad they had the passion, but you know, it's still business at the end of the day and they had to keep it afloat and it just didn't, you know?
0: Yeah. I, like you said, I think that they had way too many people on. Um, and you know, they obviously had to keep it going and keep these, you know, paychecks going, but they just did not have the funds or the success on YouTube. The ad revenue, let alone, you know, was just not there. If you look at their channels, it's like a couple thousand, you know, 10,000. I mean, right. X play is definitely like their more successful one because Adam Sessler's on there. Uh, but when, But when you look at the, I guess, like regular G4 channel, it's like it's real bad. Um, Well, not real bad, but, you know, like it's not it's not what it could be, you know, in the grand scheme of things comparatively to the other uh, bigger names out there. You know, fucking Scott the Woz is able to pull millions of views on his videos. But then again, his videos, you know, he takes a long time making them and they are crafted very, very well. And I'm sure he got the bag from G4, you know, all of that time that he spent trying to edit those videos and stuff like that. Was hopefully worth it for whatever paycheck that he got.
1: Yeah, um, I had another point and I forgot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I think that's all I really had to say.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know, G four. It's over again. It sucks. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, moving on from there, we got some yeah. Gotham Night stuff. Uh, so Gotham Knights, uh, right before it came out, uh, I guess like a few days, maybe a week before it came out, it was announced that uh, it is only going to run at 30 FPS on consoles. And the way they, they announced this was on Discord. That shit nice. was very funny. I was like, what the fuck is this Discord screenshot? Um, so yeah, there's no performance mode. There's no 60 FPS gameplay on consoles. Despite the game only being released on PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S, It sucks. Um, You know, this game has been peddled with so many problems, so many issues and skepticism, you know, for a while now. I feel like ever since we first got to see the main cast of characters just like out of their suits, people like that doesn't look like fucking Nightwing. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> kind of thing. Um. So, yeah, you know, the game itself has just been littered with problems and ever since it has now come out. Fully, you know, the NDA has been lifted and people have been able to talk about it. And it's just been very mid, uh all things expected.
1: Yeah. Like I saw like reviews of it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it really looks like a game that was originally gonna be a live service game, and then they backed out of it when Avengers did that. It's like, okay, just make it into like <laughs> into a single player game, just do it. It's like okay. Because um, when you look at it, it's like, gear systems that are basically meaningless. There's, like, a shit ton of crafting, like, recipes you could do and stuff. Like, all of it just screams, like, this was supposed to be monetized and, like, played with other people. Like, I know you could play co-op, but... Yeah. Like, it, it, it looks like it was going to be, like, the Avengers game, but it yeah. wasn't because it did bad. And then they're, like... That's, like, my own weird conspiracy about it. But, yeah, it definitely looks like something that was meant to, like, make more money than it was. And then we got this weird... Like, abomination of a game (laughs) that's kind of just like, no pun intended. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know it sucks cuz i know a lot of people were really looking forward to like a new sort of arkham style game like you and my brother and now just kind of just left being like uh well here it is <laughs> just, just, i mean I, again the signs were there like a lot of people were very, very skeptical about the game when it first came when it was first revealed so it's not like a lot of people were that hyped for it to begin with but sucks that you know it's been so long since arkham city night arkham Knight. night yeah. Yes. So, like, you know, it's been a while since that game came out, and then this is what we got as a follow up, basically. Uh, so, yeah, it kind of sucks for anyone who's really looking forward to that. Um, you know, I think the superhero game genre is still, you know, hopefully finding its footing, because, you know, we got some great games like Spider-Man and the uh, Guardians game, but then we got some real shit games like Avengers and this game. Well, this game isn't shit, it's more like really mid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hopefully uh, we can get better ones in the future. You know, obviously a Sonic, you know, with uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man 2. I'm um, looking forward to those, but yep. yeah, right now this, this isn't it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I watched Digital Foundry's video on the game and sort of like the performance of it because i wanted to see if it was out of at, at least a steady 30 fps it was not uh, <laughs> the game like drops to like 20 at some points and i was like that is like terrible the game uh, doesn't
1: even look that good to begin yeah, with yeah so. like i'm like what
0: is going on here like you don't have to render the whole world when you like load in and shit like i don't know what's going on um but yeah you know it sucks that this game Um, it's just not sort of living up to most people's expectations, including mine. I felt like that this could have been easily a, you know, nice return to the Arkham style of gameplay, but it looks like, you know, without Rocksteady, no, no good game. And people are going back to being like, yo, Arkham Knight was like a pretty good game. I will still stand by this Arkham Knight in terms of like a Batman Arkham game is In my opinion, the worst when it comes to the Rock City games, which might be controversial because, you know, people were like, oh my God, but we got the Batmobile. Yeah, the Batmobile was a fucking tank and it was annoying to control every single time you got in it. I honestly had no fun playing with the Batmobile because I was just like, this is just like me shooting guys and me just, this isn't what I want to do kind of thing. And even like the story, like with the whole Arkham Knight reveal, I was like, this shit's getting a little predictable now. I don't know. So, um... Yeah, honestly, for the sort of like conclusion to the whole Arkham trilogy, I felt like that it should have been a little bit more, um, especially since be- because the first two games were so goddamn good and we waited for a while for Arkham Knight. Um, but that's just my little spiel on that. But yeah, 30 FPS, that's fucking unacceptable. The fact that it drops below that is kind of crazy too. I haven't heard anything on the PC port, which is good because I remember when Arkham Knight came out and that PC port was a tra- like really, really fucking bad. Yeah. Um, so I haven't heard anything bad about this PC port. So maybe I'll buy it on PC during the Steam sale and play with Louis. I don't know yet, but, um... And, just get
1: that four ninety, yeah. you
0: know. Yeah, um, you it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Maybe, maybe I'll just buy it on console and then just eat the twenty frames or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I hope this doesn't set like a bad precedent because you know, I'm really happy that this generation has been giving us the performance mode or the yeah or the other mode. I always just pick performance i don't know what the other modes are called <laughs> but you know yeah. the 60 frames uh, mode like you know you sacrifice some graphics for like just better frames i would pick that always so hopefully this game doesn't like sort of be like oh we're going back to 30 frames again for like console games i really hope not because yeah you know 60 frames does make a difference obviously if a game is built for 30 it's fine like most of the time games look pretty okay running mm-hmm. at 30 because it's just how it is yeah. but um for games like this especially like a action game like a beat 'em up like this like you want it to be 60 frames so um
2: yeah
1: yeah, hopefully this doesn't set a bad precedent. It's just this game being kind of you know mid <laughs> in mm-hmm. general, but um, you know I guess we'll see for that. And um, apparently uh, my brother he played Arkham Knight like again last year, and you know he he thought the same as you like he didn't like it. Uh, but he played it again. Apparently, he liked it a lot more the second time around. Like, it's the so. Copium, bro.
0: I'm telling yeah, you. I'm it, could
1: it could be the Copium. It <laughs> the not having an arc game forever. But he's still like, I don't know. I kind of like it now. So I'm like, okay. He was someone bitching me about it, too. So like, I don't
0: know. Yeah, that, like, that was like last year. It's like when you go back to a abusive ex, it's like, ah, shit. You know what? Maybe maybe they weren't that bad, actually. Um, he, he, still, he still thought the Batmobile was like not yeah, good. Yeah, but. nah. Fuck the Batmobile. But... <laughs> Um, just like to go on like a quick tangent, you know, I saw that there was like conversations on like, you know, uh, oh, it's like 30 FPS. Like, this is fine. Like, you know, uh, you know, like some of the greatest games are all of all time run at 30 FPS. But my problem, like you said, is that like, I feel like for this generation of consoles, like it should be, the standard should be. 60 FPS if you're going to release a game on PS5 and Xbox Series X like that should be the standard Mm -hmm. and if it can't at least have it be stable at 30 you know like that's all I'm asking for because no no go on
1: I was gonna say, there's a difference between like a bad 30 and like a good 30. Cause you know, a good 30 FPS games, you won't even really notice it too much. Like maybe your eyes yeah. will be like, oh, what? Well, why is it 30 frames? But mm-hmm. after while, your eyes will be fine. Cause you know, there's good frame pacing and like, you know, it doesn't drop at all. But mm-hmm. there's bad games it where it drops like constantly and like, you know, it kind of stutters between like 25 frames and 30. And then it just feels yeah. like shit. So yeah, that's what you don't want. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I just, you know, if people don't tell me that it's running at. 60 or 30 I won't even notice like when yeah. I played Spider-Man on PS4 I was like is this game running at 30 or 60 and it was running at 30 and I was like oh okay it still looks good yeah. like I don't care uh, but obviously when we went to the PS5 you know everything runs at 60 you know including Spider-Man which is fucking great cause especially when you play Miles like when you jump from the the uh, the fidelity mode to the performance mode you will notice the 30 to 60 difference yeah. and it doesn't stutter it's, it's at a stable 30 or a stable 60 so you know and I cannot believe back then people were like, oh, you can't even notice it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I noticed it. <laughs> yes, you should be able to notice it. If you can't notice it, get your eyes checked. Anyways. Exactly.
1: Yeah, again, <laughs> it's fine if maybe you don't notice at first, but once you show like see the truth, you'll be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so we got a funny thing here. So YouTubers have been banned on YouTube for green screening porn in Splatoon 3. So they would, like, Chroma Key, I yes. think the Anime ink. Mm-hmm. and just have porn in it so i guess they play better so you'd be like oh do you cover it up because i could get banned for that <laughs> I, I i think that's what they were doing but it was like yeah it just it just straight up porn like it was just like fucking japanese porn just right in your face just you gotta <laughs> ink it up and, and some apparently some of them were just putting in their own ink at that point they were just don't it didn't care <laughs> just make the whole screen porn, i guess um so yeah obviously youtube uh you know ban that because <laughs> why why would you do that One, it's like you know it's still a kids game there's probably gonna be kids like watching because oh it's splatoon 3 i want to watch splatoon 3 especially in um you know in, in, like in japan or something because you know that game is so big over there and yeah. if they're watching this shit they're gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. so um yeah it's funny but it's also that like, yeah don't do that
0: <laughs> yeah they should have been streaming on twitch it would have got a <laughs> three-day man, at most, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah. But in, in all seriousness, you know, like this is, it's something that you do for fun with your friends, I feel. You know, like you're like streaming on Discord and like no one's going to get hurt kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> streaming it to people online, you know, obviously you're going to, you know, offend some people and you break some terms of services which obviously they did because now they're just banned on youtube uh so much so that nintendo had to fucking make a statement about this which saw, is yeah. <laughs> very very funny because i'm like no fucking shot they acknowledge this um but yeah i mean like that's that's an interesting way to uh you know, engage with uh, Splatoon three if you're playing it online. I think it would be funnier if you have like a embarrassing photo of yourself if you're like yeah. streaming. You know, yeah, you like cover that. I think that, like that a would lot, be. There's
1: like a lot of cool concepts you could do with this. Yeah, just not the porn thing. Yeah, yeah, just
0: not, <laughs> just not. You know, anything that'll get you banned, obviously. So, um, but yeah, when I first saw this story, I was like, no fucking shot, VTubers are doing this, but hey, you know, <laughs> anything could happen, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, content is content, you know. Content
0: (laughs) is content at the end of the day. Um, Moving on from there, we're getting into something a little more serious. So Amaranth, uh, maybe maybe I should have arranged this a little differently. Anyways, um, so if you guys haven't heard about the whole Amaranth thing, uh, she pretty much went live on stream uh, talking with her husband. Uh, about you know some stuff and you could obviously tell that she is in distress and the husband is being very loud and very angry with her um so yeah people learned a lot during the first time she sort of cried out for help uh for one thing she's married and she has a husband two uh, a lot of the things that she was doing on twitch was not up to her volition not up to her choice um, one thing that she pointed out was when the hot tub streams were happening, you know, like the hot tub meta, uh, her husband was very much like, we should do this. Like this is like a very good money opportunity, which obviously it was. Uh, but then again, uh, I think she cited after that point on, she started, he started to become a asshole again. Um, so yeah, it seems like, and he has control of like all of her accounts, like everything, like the two, two, uh, factor things all go to his phone. So yeah and then like uh after this stream it like cuts randomly so people were like scared for her for like the next like few days they were like is she okay is she okay um and obviously you know she's okay now um but damien what was your reaction to this initial story
1: yeah so i I was like following it as well when it was happening and you know some of the like the clips of it is like really hard to watch you know like like, he's like yelling at her and something like holy shit like I feel like Twitch should have been a little more like, yo, you're right. Like, finally probably should have reached out or sound, you know, something like that. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely concerning because, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, if she streamed again or if we were going to get something more serious, you know, like, you know, something really bad was going to happen, which I thought was going to happen at this point. Because like, I don't know what's going on. Because when she streamed again, she was just saying, like, you know, they were like fixing stuff or whatever yeah and then like and then there was this weird clip where it's like his assistant came in like did you take your medicine or something and then she's like what and then like yeah. she's like oh yeah did you take your medicine and it just cuts I'm like what the fuck was that so yeah, yeah it, it and was then, like, like the
0: fucking the uh, door opens behind her i was like
1: what the fuck so yeah it, it was definitely like a really awful situation and obviously it's just like a whole thing of abuse and stuff you know Um, you know people just oh why don't you just leave and obviously it doesn't work like that you know yeah it
0: doesn't work like that
1: yeah I know and a lot of the you know you got a lot of the incel people and stuff like oh Oh my gosh she was
0: married bro that's what you got from this
1: (laughs) yeah like a lot of people are just still like cooming and stuff and like okay like like you know obviously that's not the time and place for it. and you know learning that she didn't really want to do most of this stuff to begin with or you know the fact that she was only sleeping like three hours or four hours a day and just keep streaming over and over to make this asshole money is, like, really terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's basically, like, you know, might as well just be sex trafficking at that point. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, so, yeah, I'm happy that, you know, of got a good conclusion right now where she was able to sort of break ties with him at the moment and, like, hopefully get everything sorted out. I know she's taking a break from streaming, which seems like the best thing to do at the moment. And yeah. she says she doesn't know when she's going to start streaming again. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think she's just do whatever she wants to do. I know she wants to, like, do, like, animal sanctuary stuff. You know, I think that sounds like a good thing to do. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, stay away from all this other bullshit that's been built up, you know. I You know, at this point, it's not about the money or whatever. It's about just being happy. So whatever makes her happy and just stay away from the internet, I I think that sounds like the best course of action, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, at this point, she's definitely one of the biggest Twitch streamers and one of the biggest OnlyFans models so you know she can do whatever the fuck she wants she has so much yeah. money um just from those two avenues alone um and you know after this situation i hope that you know she is just able to do what she wants because you know she couldn't just leave she, he had control of all the accounts not just like the social accounts but like the finance accounts so like you know the money was in his control as well so obviously he had a lot to do with you know her mental distress because he was obviously psychologically abusive um so yeah you know this is just another story on twitch about you know you don't know what the streamer is going on you you don't know what's going on behind closed doors kind of thing you know and that's why i always you know try to treat everyone with kindness you know if they're an asshole to me you know i'll try to not be an asshole back but you know sometimes it's hard especially working in retail um you know it is what it is so um but yeah you know To all those incels that were like But I gave her like thousands of dollars Bro she was never gonna fuck you She was never gonna date you What the fuck is wrong with you Use your money towards something else And if you are one of those people that Did give her thousands of thousands of dollars That is your own actions that did that Okay Yeah
1: Like I don't know I I really don't understand People like give that much money. Like, what do what, like, what you do? Yeah. Like, you should do it because you either you want to support the streamer and that's about the end of it. Like, you know, yeah. you do it because you like their content and that's about it. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be expecting anything in return. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. At the end, I'm just happy that she's obviously you know, staying with from hope Hopefully she has a good support system and stuff. But yeah. obviously, you know, is we don't really know anything, that like, I'm not gonna claim to like know everything or whatever. But it's, yeah. it's very much like maybe she didn't like cut off all ties with him or whatever. Like obviously this good, you know, abusive relationships are like a weird, complicated thing. So maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't like fully hate him and stuff and be like that. But hopefully she gets therapy and stuff because you know, obviously she should stay away from this dude. But um <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see what happens and if she ever wants to you know, it's not really our business to begin with
0: now. You know, mm-hmm. as
1: long as she's safe, don't you know, I think I think that's all that really matters. So yeah. Yeah.
0: And people that were like, oh, she's only doing this for clout. I'm like, why the fuck would she do this shit for clout? She already is like, like I said, one of the biggest people on the Internet, period. Yeah. Uh, so her doing this publicly is only her to be like, please fucking help me. You know, please, yeah. you know, like make this known. And if there's anyone out there that has a significant other talking to them or any sort of, you know, treatment like this, this is not normal, guys. This is not fucking normal. Just so you know, Um but yeah, you know, obviously this is a very serious story, uh, especially since she is, like I said, one of the biggest people online. So, you know, the fact that she was going through all of this shit behind closed doors, you know, and now that it was, now that it was made public, you know, people now know that, you know, maybe you should be a, l- a little nicer to just people in general, including her. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always going to be, you know, people are people, you know, no yeah. one's
0: like, you know,
1: Internet trolls that, people will are complicated. Be Internet trolls.
0: That is true. Yeah. Yes. People are also complicated. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, so, next we have Creed 3, uh, we have the new trailer for it, I never actually watched Creed, I know what it is but I've Mm -hmm. watched 1 and 2 have you watched Creed? Hell yeah
0: that's why I put this on here, I fucking love Creed um, so I was kind of skeptical as to what they were going to do with Creed 3, but uh, after watching this trailer, it is very clear that they do have a idea and vision for this, this is Michael B. Jordan's debut as a director, I believe um, so, yeah, and he is the main actor that is playing Apollo Creed, um Or is that the fucking name? God damn it. I don't want (laughs) to... Adonis. Apollo is his dad. Adonis Creed. Um, So, yeah. It seems like that this... that this movie is going to be focused on uh, John Mayer's character, who is his, I guess, childhood best friend, and he was locked up for so long. And he views that, hey, look, if I wasn't locked up, that would be me on TV. That would be me famous. That would be me with all of this, you know, sort of fame and success, if you will. So it seems like that they're going to have a duke out at the end of it, which, you know, seems like a lot of fun. So I am actually excited for this movie now because I had no idea what they were going to do for a third one because I felt like the second one sort of, capped everything off very nicely uh sylvester stallone isn't in this movie which can be a little weird but it seems like that they're trying to maybe branch off of that and sort of make this you know about adonis and sort of his story from whatever stories that they can sort of latch on to so yeah i mean it looks good i cannot wait to see uh how this movie actually pans out you know i still remember watching creed 2 for better or for worse in theaters because uh for one thing there was a there was a person up front that was just coughing non fucking stop. But then again, the movie was great. It was it was still a fun time to watch. So I wonder how this movie is going to pan out.
1: Yeah, like this Creed and like John Wick ones. Like I really need to like catch up with because John Wick yeah. only watched the first one. I've always been meaning to watch these movies because it always looked good. I just haven't. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I should probably do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that this one. Uh, is gonna be a lot of fun, but also deal with a lot more serious topics, such as you know, imprisonment of black people and shit like that. So, um, right. and sort of what that does to a person. So, uh, maybe, maybe not exactly that deep, but you know, we'll see exactly what the movie decides to pick and choose from those uh, topics. Alrighty, All right. So,
1: um, oh, I think you go,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. MCU movies got delayed. So, uh, yeah, this is very funny, especially since because they literally just announced all the movies and they were like these are these are the days, this is our plans and uh now they all got delayed especially since because Deadpool 3 you know they just announced with Wolverine you know a solid date and now they delayed it so Blade yeah. is getting delayed to se- September 6 2024 Deadpool 3 November 8 2024 Fantastic 4 February 14th Valentine's Day on 2025 and Avengers Secret Wars the first one uh, of the I guess like two part Avengers movies uh, May 1st 2026 so they're pushing everything back, which is fine. Um, I think that this will give uh, them more time to develop the films. And obviously, the VFX artists uh, have a sigh of relief to not yeah. you know, develop all these films so close to each other. Um, so, that's good. But I know that there's been a lot of trouble with Blade in particular. Because uh, they don't really know what the fuck they're doing with it, um, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully, they are able to figure it out. Because they do have a insanely role in uh, Mr. Ali. So, I'm sure that he's a little frustrated behind the scenes and whatnot, but yeah, you know, delays happen. It it is going to obviously happen for one of the biggest uh, movie franchises uh ever, which is the MCU. So it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I like to think they they have those release dates and then the VFX, the VFX people are just like, yo, very, very delayed that year. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. So um yeah, obviously there's no thing for that but yeah I- i'm glad they delayed it because you know i think people are having marvel fatigue to begin with in general and it's good for them to work more in the movie so they don't look weird and awkward you know i know thor had some really awkward cgi in it you know with mm-hmm. the freaking kid's face <laughs> in the orb thing
0: and they try you know, to patch they- it and it still doesn't look it, good it, it <laughs> worse
1: yeah I mean, what did they do so, um, yeah, I think, you know, fixing up a lot of CG would be really nice since most of those movies are CG to begin with. Um, and, you know, if they could fix things, you know, I know Blade, like you said, has been having some issues. So hopefully they can fix all that and these movies could be good because, you know, I know the MCU has been, you know, kind of kind of middling for some people. you know I think it's still fine. You know, I'm having a good time with it. But, you know, yeah. I can't deny that it's on a slower period. So, yeah
0: yeah even though we're getting more content than ever compared to you know previous phases you know we're getting tv shows now but even then you know they're introducing a lot of new heroes and you know we don't know where they're going with them just yet so yeah hopefully hopefully they were able to develop these movies yeah hopefully (laughs) (laughs) especially with the fantastic four because i know that they were supposed to announce the cast at d23 but i guess plans haven't fallen through just yet
1: Alright, so another bit of MCU news. Harrison Ford is going to join the MCU as General Ross in Captain America 4, right? Yep. Um, So, this is interesting. I mean, you know, Harrison Ford, I don't think, even had a good relationship with Disney. Because I know he hates Star Wars. Like, yeah. He fucking <laughs> like hates he, Star Wars. Yeah, he hates he that hates shit. He hates Star Wars. So, um, but he does love Indiana Jones. Like, he apparently mm-hmm. he, he was happy to reprise the role as Indy. So, um, I, I mean, it looks like it's mostly just a Star Wars thing. He really just doesn't like. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. I know he's kind of an asshole. Like, I mean, I mean that's fair. I mean, he's old at this point. And, like, <laughs> Star Wars kind of, like, took a shit. So, like, it makes sense how he would just be like, okay, I'll be here if you kill me. So. So, like, spoiler, like, he does die in Star Wars. Hey, like, but, um, the movie's,
0: movie's pretty old at this point, but... Yeah.
1: um, Yeah, dude, he's, like, 80, dude. Like, my yeah. lord. Um, But, yeah, I think this would be a nice role, just, to, like, have him there, you know? It, it's kind of cool to be, like, Harrison Ford's in the MCU. Like, it's gonna be a pretty interesting, like, trivia question. It'd be, like, which celebrities in the fucking MCU? is like, all of them. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, William Hurt, you know, I was very excited to see him reprise that role as general ross in uh captain america civil war because i was like we haven't seen him since incredible hulk uh but unfortunately he has passed away so they have recast him as harrison ford uh which is fine in my opinion uh i wonder how big of a role um general ross is within the mcu that they needed to recast him so you know there was like no way around it kind of thing um Mm -hmm. and you know harrison ford you know Mm -hmm. say what you will about him it's understandable why he's like this because i think that he has done a lot of movies in his life and he and he just hates star wars because people only recognize him as han solo so he's like fuck this shit (laughs) you know (laughs) people people only see me as han solo not harrison ford so um you know there is a there's reason why he's like that and i understand it in my opinion so yeah
1: i mean i think it's fair yeah like mm -hmm. you know the uh, whole Star Wars kind of just a mess to begin with. Like I don't even think he liked George Lucas that much and during the original trilogy. <laughs> um, I, I remember um, seeing a lot of things where he would like, you know, George Lucas didn't know what the fuck he was doing, and you know, Harrison Ford had to be like, okay, no, I'm gonna do this, and you will be happy with it. He's like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was like a whole thing. Um, but it's cool that he's gonna be in the MCU to begin with. I, you know, I think that's pretty sick. So,
0: yeah. Uh, moving on from there we got DC's plans for their upcoming movies Uh, so first thing uh, which people are pretty excited for is their desire to have a Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill reprising that role I think that this has been something on people's DC wish list to those that had him for a very very long time Um, and if it does happen I hope that it is good in my opinion I feel like most of the Zack Snyder stuff that he has done have been not that great including Man of Steel Man of Steel yeah. was kinda of mid in my opinion. It was really mid, yeah. <laughs> I honestly fell asleep towards the end of it and I was like, Am I really gonna re rewatch the whole last act? And I did not. Um and I was very disappointed with Batman v. Superman. I haven't watched the Snyder cut for Justice League, uh, so when I get around to that, I'll have a much more whole opinion on Zack Snyder as a director for the for the DCEU. But um yeah, that seems pretty cool. Any thoughts on that?
1: Um, like I said, like I think Man of Steel was like Whatever, like mm-hmm. I mean, I, it doesn't help that I, I just kind of don't like Superman as a character to begin with. Like I think he's pretty lame. Like I don't know. I, I feel like we make our character like basically god tier in terms of power. It just becomes very boring. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I just think Superman's stupid. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, you know, I think this. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not like that attached to DC in general. Like Batman is basically the only one I really care about. Um. So yeah, I, I'm like, if they do make it, hopefully it's good. But, um, you know, the the DC movies are just so scattershot that I just, it's hard to know until it actually comes out. Like, I I, most of the Batman stuff is usually going to be pretty good, but anything else is always going to be a crapshoot, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh,
0: then the next thing they said that they were planning on expanding Matt Reeves' The Batman uh, with spinoffs, and I'm sure one of them is obviously The Penguin Show, so uh, I believe they're also exploring other villains and things like that within that universe, so... That's cool. Uh DC still likes money. Uh in, you know, in, instead of Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is a you know, they're they're burning right now. Uh, but it looks like that DC's like, hey, you know, this is working, so maybe we should stick to it. So uh that's good that they are sort of, you know, developing more of Matt Reeves' Batman stuff because I think that he he obviously really knows what he's talking about when it comes to the Cape Crusader.
1: Yeah, I hope they don't like milk it too much when it's yeah. like it's like too much going on and stuff. Because you know, I really like the Batman, like I thought it was great. And you know, I think the penguin was great in that movie as well. So I you know, hopefully the show for that's good. But if they keep doing too many spin-offs, there's gonna be like, okay. Like I'd rather just have like a nice trilogy and that's it, or whatever, or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do with it, like duology, whatever. Um But uh yeah, I think like if you overstuff it with spin-offs and stuff, it's just gonna be too much for like one like Batman series, you know, so um, I would rather just have like a nice trilogy and just be done with it. But
0: if they want to yeah. do more,
1: then hopefully it's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as they're good. Like I don't, I don't mind them sort of milking it a little bit more. You know. Yeah. Um, James Gunn is developing secret DC projects. We don't know if it's one or two just yet. Uh, and the Flash true script is already written, which I don't know if is a good sign or a bad sign because that movie has been in development hell for a while. But
1: It's just, why they so dead set on the Flash? Like, why, why <laughs> are they is so, so, like, dude. I mean, I know it's the next story ramp here, but, like,
0: <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about it a little bit. I, I mean, you know, Ezra Miller pleads not guilty for felon burglary. Uh, which, if he did plead guilty, it would have been up to 26 years in prison <laughs> and $2,000 in fines. So, that might have been a good thing uh, in some people's eyes, including mine.
1: Uh- <laughs> I mean, yeah, this dude is unhinged. Like, like 26 years, I mean, 2000 in fines like nothing. But, like, yeah. 26 years, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about fair. But, like, oh, this dude was going in the whole, like, villain arc. Like, I don't know what yeah. was going on. Yeah. Um, and it's just weird that they're so focused on like the Flash. Like, they they really want this movie to happen, like for like mm-hmm. no reason. Like I don't know why. Like you know, Batgirl or what was it, Batwoman cat, cat, Yeah, cat yeah, yeah. Catwoman, whatever. Batgirl, <laughs> like, was, yeah, yeah, Batgirl Batgirl Batgirl. Batgirl, Batgirl, Batgirl. was already basically almost done, and they scrapped the whole thing because oh, it wasn't going to do well. But like Flash, I think was a little like less in development because of all this bullshit that was happening. And they were still like so dead set on it happening, probably because it is the Flash as like a bigger superhero name. But still, like, I feel like with all this bad publicity, like you're really gonna keep going with this, huh? <laughs> so
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know. DC is uh, very interesting with their decision making. Warner Brothers, in general, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that they that he won the case or they won the case, I should say, because that is Miller's pronouns. They, them, uh, yeah. They right. they won the case because of DC's lawyers. They had obviously a fucking multi-million dollar company trying to save his ass because they're like bro this whole thing is on your shoulders please god so um and since the flash true script was already ran i'm sure that they didn't want to uh recast or do anything like that which is you know flash is just another white boy but that's (laughs) another story for the day God damn it. Uh, But yeah, James Gunn, you know, uh, him developing more DC projects. I think that that is pretty exciting to look forward to because everything he's done with DC has been good so far. I haven't watched the Peacemaker show, but I heard that that was pretty good. Um, But, you know, the Suicide Squad, the thing that people watched more, uh, you know, that was also very, very good.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed his uh, his take on the Suicide Squad. Um, you know, obviously the the one that came out before it was pretty shit. Yeah, uh, but the new one was really good. I, I really enjoyed like how he writes like funny like teams and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. he obviously had a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy energy, just you know, a bit edgier and stuff. So if he does do a sequel to that, then that would be sick. Um, uh, and Peacemaker Herb was also really good at any watch it as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, James Gunn's a great, you know, he's great at what he does and hopefully he could, he could save the DCU. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> Along with Matt Reeves. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, moving on from there, we're going to talk about the newest in Disney Plus. So, uh, do you want to start with Andor or do you want to start with Werewolf by Night?
1: Uh, let's start, I guess we start with Werewolf by Night because, uh, you know, okay. it's going to be a bit shorter. Um, this is actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was yeah. like, you know, it's a one-off thing. I, well, I think it is. You know, it's a one-off thing. Just a fun little Halloween special thing, I guess, set in the MCU. Just like, you know, with a different thing. Like, there's a bunch of monster hunters and they hunt monsters and stuff. You know, very... feels very castlevania t- type of mm-hmm. deal. Um, and the whole plot is just like this, like, ruby blood crystal thing, and they had to, like, do, like, a Hunger Games type deal to get the thing. And obviously, like, there's more stuff that happens, but I guess I'm, i won't. Mean, oh, I guess i could like a spoiler. This is the spoiler part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, obviously they go around and, like, kill each other, and it's, like, really violent. Like, I'm like, oh my yeah. lord, I didn't know what it was rated. I think it's rated 14. Um, you know, for violence and stuff. And, you know, that's really cool. You know, it actually gives me a lot more faith that Disney could do something like this, you know, for things like Deadpool or whatever. So, um, that's really cool to see that there willing to get more violent obviously in black and white so you can't really see all the blood or whatever mm-hmm. but still like, a lot of the kills are like pretty gruesome uh and i thought that was pretty sick at least for what this is aiming for um but yeah all right i just thought like the plot was pretty interesting you know it's a little more hammy because you know, it's, it's aiming to be a little more uh of that 30s monster movie type deal and i think it did a pretty good yeah. job emulating that sort of style um and, yeah, it was just interesting to see, like, all this this other subsection of the MCU world. Since we have magic and, like, space aliens, and now we have, like, this more, like, monster hunting type deal going on. I think that's pretty cool. Like, with, like, the weird Cthulhu monster Ted or whatever. So, that I think that
0: stuff was pretty cool. Uh,
1: but, yeah, overall, I think it was just a fun little story. Very, you know, just very tight little thing. And there you go. It was just a fun time. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I... Knew that people were enjoying it, so I was like, All right, like, how good can this really be? I'm sure it's because you know they're playing much more into the black and white aspects, sort of playing into the monster stuff, and obviously they did do that, which is good. Uh, so I'm glad that they uh, were able to make something that you know feels different from the MCU. You know, if you showed this to anyone, like, I'm sure that they could just enjoy it. You know the first part where they show like the, the the fucking Marvel heroes are like guys, this is this is still in the MCU. Yeah. Just remember, by the way, I'm like alright, alright, I get it. Um, but yeah, you know the whole uh, them trying to hunt each other, trying to get the the uh, ruby stone or whatever. That was pretty fun. Um, I think I think us getting to know just a few set of characters was very good. You know, trying to get to know all of them within this hour time frame probably would have been a bit too jumble. Which then. Which then some people c- could complain that we didn't get to know everyone but then again I feel like that those other characters weren't necessary for the story maybe <laughs> not just, just and
1: father yeah yeah
0: exactly stuff. so um, I'm glad that that we were able to see a different side of the MCU, especially with the directing I love the way that they that they use like the shadows and like the the flashing lights on like uh, certain people's faces and stuff like that that was very yeah. fun uh, the kills the blood and everything I think that you know we we should expect more stuff like this from the mcu and i hope that we do get more of this unfortunately i feel like that this is going to be a project on the disney plus mcu stuff that's just going to be casted away not a lot of people are going to watch it past this october you know maybe people will watch it next month who knows um but yeah i feel like like that this is going to be something that people are not watching or haven't even watched yet so you know if you if you you know are still listening to us you should probably go watch this (laughs) Can't wait for a werewolf man to be in the Avengers <laughs> Yeah, I mean like I noticed the swamp thing was in there. Like that yeah. was like the instant thing that I noticed and I was like, oh okay, like that's cool. So, you know yeah, there them, are a lot
1: of classic monster things over there, yeah. Yeah.
0: Them using the sort of, you know, monsters and really honing into that, I think, is what made this this sort of special presentation, if you will, really special.
1: It would've been cool to kind of stuck more into the thirties theming. Like, it would have been cool if the monster was like like that Cthulhu monster was like a puppet or something. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of half expecting that, but uh, I was just CG. But mm-hmm. so it would have been cool if that was the case. Uh but yeah, overall, really good. I really like the theming. You know, it looks like there was a lot of effort into it. You know, I really like how different it was to anything in the MCU, which you know, I seem to be saying that a lot. Like there's a lot of things that feel very different right now, and maybe that might may make people a little mixed. But for me, I personally really enjoyed it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Moving on from there, let's talk about Andor, episodes 6 and 7. So, spoilers once again for Andor. Uh, Yeah, the show is still really good. Um, Mm -hmm. I think episode 6 was really like the peak, the climax, excuse me, of everything. uh, Just because we finally get to see the whole operation come to fruition. And not everyone comes out alive uh no the, I, <laughs> <laughs> people die, uh which was something that I was obviously expecting, but the way that they did it so fast and sort of so hammy was just a reminder that hey you know uh this is this is Star Wars, you know,
1: yeah, I you know, obviously, I was expecting people to die. I didn't expect the kids to get, like, crushed by the money. i like, Jesus. Oh, that's yeah. That's a horrible way to go. <laughs> like, geez. Um, But, yeah, I, I think this is a great episode just sort of culminating everything so far into this one plan. You know, I always kind of like those sort of things, like, heisty type stuff where, you know, the obviously something you, you knew something was going to go wrong because it always does. Mm-hmm. So it's cool yeah. to see that sort of play into that. And it's like, hey, what, what are you doing? so like, oh, no, we're... we're dude, Go back to your post. And just start killing everyone. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think they did a good job sort of like showing the Empire like doing being assholes and stuff and then, you know, we get to see their incompetence and stuff. Like, you know, it's cool to see how, I guess, comfortable they are because there's no real rebellion yet. So you yeah. see them cause sort of more slacking and they're not as like on point as they probably are after this event, as we see in the mm-hmm. next episode. So it's cool to see them, like, being, like, super, like, oh, you can't do this. Like, we're the empires. Like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then they just gotta, like, do it anyway. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool to see. Um, obviously, the, uh, the, uh, sort of, like, the event, the eye or whatever was super cool to look at. You know, I think they did a great job of that special effects being, like, these really cool celestial event that was happening. Um... And yeah, I think just the action and everything was on point on this episode as well. Like, mostly when they were leaving into space and, you know, going into the whole thingy and, like, dodging the TIE fighters and shit. That that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, I think this episode was a fantastic just combination of everything. And honestly, I really like how the show is structured in general, where yeah. it it, it kind of works like Arcane, where it's like, it was like th- three sets of episodes where the first two are mostly setting up for the th- that third episode same thing with this one was like those first two you know sort of planning the heist type deal led into this episode being very satisfying mm-hmm. so um hopefully they could keep it up with the finale so um you know they could build it up even more obviously you also have the benefit of it building up from all the other episodes but you know it wasn't the two before it that really builds into that third episode in the set so um yeah. i think that's a cool way to like do stuff um but yeah, I I, th- I thought it was just really great episode six. You know, I think it was everything that I was hoping for in this like sort of heist type deal. And yeah, I I, I just thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, when that one guy was like, uh, "Hey man, we could like split it up," and then Andrew was like, "The fuck!" and then he just killed him. I was like, "No, yeah. bro, why did he have to be an asshole too?" and and then I think instantly after he was like, "Ah oh, shit, she's not gonna believe me," so. Yeah, I mean, you
1: know. it's just like yeah, like like don't be. I'm glad he just shot him. I actually feel like yeah. Andor's sort of attitude. Like Andor just take action for stuff. Like he's just like all right, I'm just gonna shoot you before you backstab me because obviously he's like, oh, we could split it forty forty. And as soon as he lands, he's gonna shoot him anyway. So, <laughs> like yeah, like I'm not gonna take that shit. Fuck you. So. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought that was a really good uh, moment there where, you know, even though this is like a rebellion, people are still going to use it to their advantage to, like, you know, steal from the Empire but not really care about the actual rebellion, which Mm -hmm. is true in a lot of, like, history stuff. Like, whenever rebellions happen, there's a lot of people to just take advantage of that situation and just, like take as much as they can for themselves. Cause people yeah. are still people at the end of the day. I think that was a cool way to show it. You know, the show has been very grounded in terms of its politics and like just empire and rebellion type stuff to more mirror real world stuff. So I, I really dig that about this show.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah episode six was really really good uh too bad the only two black people on their team fucking died yeah, yeah I, was I was gonna like,
1: say the two black people died first so that's <laughs> what
0: I, was, I was like star wars i thought we were a little more progressive than yeah. this guys come on um, <laughs> but i guess i guess they didn't want one of them to be the one that's gonna tra- be be the traitor if you will if that's yeah. what they were trying to go for so they're like I guess I'm gonna have to die here. Shit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, episode six was really, really fun. Episode seven, obviously, things slow down. Like you said, they're sort of doing the three episode act structure, which there are only twelve episodes in total for this first season, anyways. Of Andor. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, you know, they're setting things up. We're sort of seeing, uh, the aftermath of everything. Sort of Andor trying to figure shit out. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Um. But yeah, definitely a much slower burn of an episode. It can be boring for some people because there's very little to no action in this episode. It's very much about just the people, the people that are uh, within the show, including the ones in the Empire. So
1: I, I think it does a good job showing more of the ramifications. Like I was saying before, like the Empire was very lax in terms of like sort of like their power, but now that mm-hmm. they got threatened, now you see them all scrambling and stuff to be like, okay, we, we gotta do something about this rebellion that might start. And you know, a lot of people were not sure like, even Andor is like, no, nah, there's just a burglary, like whatever. But obviously this sets a message to the whole galaxy that's like, nah, this is like a movement now. So even yeah. like his like not mom understood that and stuff. So mm-hmm. um and obviously Andor tried to like relax in like Space Miami or something and then he just mm-hmm. gets arrested anyway. <laughs> that was a weird scene. He's like no, Duda wasn't running. And then he's like, no, yeah, like no, 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 you you're getting arrested yeah. now. So <laughs>
0: I was like, uh, you know, back then it was six months. And I was like, oh, shit, it's going to be a lesser sense. And then she said six years. I was like, oh, nah, this guy's fucked. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, he's probably going to be in a prison, and he's probably going to escape. So that'll be fun. Um, my favorite scene within Episode 7 was when, like, uh, Andor was just, like, hiding from some troopers. And then he just, had, he just had, like, this flashback just, like, instantly of him just, like, I guess, like, standing around. i at some other point in, like, his friend went to go and uh, stop, oh, yeah, stop Yeah, like stop a fight and then, like, you know, or stop them from, like, throwing rocks at the uh, troopers. And then I guess he gets gunned down. I don't know. Because they don't that, show uh, it.
1: <laughs> it's actually cool to see. I guess that was really early during the Empire because there were still, like, clone troopers, right? Like, yeah. those, those weren't stormtroopers. That was cool. So I mm-hmm. always like it when they kind of establish when things are early into, like, the original trilogy because you still have clone troopers everywhere. So that, that, that was pretty cool to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, so far, so good. Uh, Hopefully, these next three episodes are able to deliver. Um, I know for, according to the Wikipedia, the next three are going to be developed uh, by the same director and writer, which was the same thing that they did for the first three episodes, and then for four through six. Episode seven was different people, and now eight through 10 is going to be the same directors, and then the last two are going to be the same directors, same writers. But anyways, you know. Hopefully, uh, Andor is going to be able to continue delivering as they have. Um, I feel like that this is a Star Wars show that not a lot of people are watching just because it is fucking Andor. Uh, yeah. But, you know, every single time every single time I'm talking to someone on campus about Star Wars and we talk about the Star Wars shows. Obviously, they fucking watch Kenobi, but they didn't watch Andor. And I'm like, watch Andor. Andor is really good. It's like yeah. a lot better I- than I think most people expected
1: yeah it's just not as flashy or whatever even like Mandalorian it's like you know you still have like crazy stuff happening this yeah. is very, very much like a more grounded show than any of those two shows I mean obviously mm-hmm. I think I still in my heart prefer Mandalorian just because I liked it a lot I mean
0: yeah who fucking would it <laughs>
1: yeah but like honestly I think this show is just way better than like Kenobi <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm.
0: I would have to agree with you on that as well uh, moving on from there the last part of the show we're going to talk about the She Hulk finale uh, that yep. happened last week Uh, so yeah, you know, She-Hulk ended, um, obviously people were now able to form their full opinions on it. And I was watching certain videos on it, such as Cosmonaut Variety Hours, sort of his defense on the show, because the show does play very much to her character a lot more than I, than I even knew. Um, but yeah, the finale itself, I thought it was fucking great. I really loved the finale, the fact that they were just like fourth wall breaking everything and sort of her going into the writer's room and her having to talk to Kevin, which I already knew was going to be a robot because it was in the fucking subtitle spoiled it. It was K. Oh, dot- it. Yeah. Uh, I was okay. like, what the fuck? I was like, why is Kevin spelt like that? And then I was like, yeah, I, I didn't get spoiled oh. <laughs> for that. Cause I, I, yeah, I didn't
1: have the subtitles on. I
0: was like, oh, I know. I know what they're doing now. So, um. <laughs> I know people are kind of upset about the whole VFX artist uh, joke, which, you know, there's a time and place for everything, which maybe that was a little too soon. Yeah, I I was like, (laughs) I don't
1: know about that timing of that
0: joke. (laughs) Yeah, but overall, I I really like the finale. It was fucking insane. Yeah, I was was
1: like, well, this is going crazy. Um, Yeah, I mean, it matches the tone of the show. Like mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, obviously she Hulk breaks the fourth wall in general, so it makes sense she would do. I just didn't expect it to be that extreme, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, it, you know, it sort of matches the whole tone of the show. You know, the show was never meant to really be taken that seriously to begin with. You know, it was more meant to be a comedy show than anything. And you know, I think this ending does give you like some laughs and stuff. You know, it's funny to see like the really meta humor with the, like the Kevin Feige bot and stuff. You know, yeah, like, like oh, we can't do this or that. I got VF- VFX joke was funny, but really not timed it well. Yes, <laughs> uh, with everything that's happening. But you know, I thought it was a it was a really fun episode. Um, you know, I kind of wish they didn't kind of, like, just sideline all the other plot elements that were happening, but I guess at the end of the day, like she said, it wasn't really important. It's more of her growth as, you know, Jen and She-Hulk, and, you know, I think the show did a pretty good job showing that growth to begin with anyway, so, um... Yeah, overall, I thought the show did what it did well. If you were expecting like a more traditional Marvel show or something more action based, then yeah, you weren't gonna get that. They literally made fun of that at this episode where it's like, "Oh, we're gonna have a big fight." It's like, nah, it's not. That's <laughs> not, really not what this show is about. So yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense that you know they wouldn't really like get into that type of stuff. Even with like when Hulk was just in space and he has like a son
0: mm-hmm. or
1: something. Like I guess they're gonna yeah. do planet planet Hulk stuff. <laughs> Um, they just didn't explain it it's just like oh right, there's a thing that's happening because it wasn't his show so it's like well you're not gonna you're not gonna get much of that right now um, so yeah I, I, I do appreciate how self-aware the show was even with like even more meta where it's like oh like She-Hulk like why isn't he called He-Hulk you know like they're like whole, <laughs> you know, they're like a whole thing with like what you see in the comments or on Twitter and stuff so they're yeah. they were very self-aware of how the show would have been received to begin with anyway so you know I just gotta give it claps for that at that point so yeah But, yeah, if you want to watch something that's pretty funny and just have some time to burn, then I think it's no... The show is very harmless. Like, you know, just watch it or not. Um, Obviously, if you're going to watch Daredevil, maybe watch it. I don't think it's going to be that that important. We'll see. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, overall, I I think the show was was pretty funny. Obviously, not, like, the best thing ever, but I I enjoyed my time with it.
0: Yeah, definitely one of the mcu shows that has really surprised me with how much i liked it not just because right, right. of daredevil and matt murdoch's involvement in it <laughs> yeah. but also just because the show's like pretty pretty fun um yeah, it was you know, a fun show. all things considered you know the whole episode starts off with uh jen being not able to turn into she hulk and her trying to deal with that because the whole series she's been trying to deal with the whole hero non-hero lifestyle and you know the series starts off with her being like, I haven't turned into Hulk in a while. And then she has to turn into Hulk to save people. So this whole finale was just that culmination of it where she's now choosing both both uh lifestyles if you will which is a good thing you know that's sort of like what this origin series should always be about i feel like with any character you know if they're having that sort of conflict within themselves being like should i do this should i not and by the end of it it looks like jen is sort of taking on that role a lot more seriously i'm glad we were able to see the whole you know fucking 4chan reddit bullshit you know sort of play out and actually have meaning for it Mm. um which is very very funny you know how they were able to connect everything um But yeah, um, the meta jokes obviously were very, very fun. I think once that happened, a lot of people were like, what the fuck is this show now? You know, for some people, um, I think some people that really dislike the show uh, just don't like uh, Slice of Life, if you will. You know, Slice of Life is (laughs) a huge genre that I Really like a
1: sitcom in this case.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of just like, oh, you know, this episode, you know, stuff's going to happen, but it's not really going to be an overall connecting story, which is what this series really was. This was the real first like TV series for the MCU, I feel, because like every single episode, it built up a little bit towards the sort of like grand finale, but it wasn't like, you know, super duper important kind of thing, you know, like they made fun of the whole like random wedding episode. You know, like yeah. that was a thing. So, you know, I'm glad that this is a show that was an actual show. You know, it right. didn't feel like a a five to six hour Marvel movie, if you will.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, it, it definitely felt like it was built for TV. Like, you know, WandaVision had that structure, where but, you know, it was still obviously leading up to something more and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was definitely built to be a TV show. Like, just watch it, have fun. You know, and then watch the new episode. And obviously, there's an over- ar- overarching plot, but it's not like that important. Like, you know, you don't have to care that much if you didn't want to. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it accomplishes its goal. You know, people are getting like overly mad about it. I feel like. It's okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, I feel like it's okay to be mad at, like, more of a major Marvel thing, like Doctor Strange or Thor, because, you know, obviously that has more implications for the MCU in general. But for something like this, is more meant to be a tiny thing. And even then, I think what it did, it did well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I You know, at the end of the day, I had fun. It was a fun time. Uh, You yeah. know, watch it if you want. You know, it's not that important if you don't want to watch it. But, yeah, I, I think it was a good time.
0: Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, nice touch of Matt Murdock at the end, you know, yeah. even, <laughs> even her comment where she was like, I oh, fucked that Murdock. And I was yeah. like, hell yeah, girl, go yeah. off, go yeah. off. Go um, off. <laughs> but one last thing with the, uh, you know, uh, Hulk's son Scar just randomly yeah. just randomly appearing. I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess this is what we're setting up for. Uh, if we're gonna do a season two of She-Hulk, uh, it'll probably play more into that. Hopefully, because uh, you know, if they want to develop develop the Planet Hulk stuff, this is their way that they would do it. Because I can't imagine Disney working with Universal to make another no. Hulk movie because they're like. We don't want to do that, so we're just gonna do our own thing and just plop Hulk into other different projects. So just call it know.
1: Planet Planet She Hulk and then, then you're good, right?
0: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we'll see what they do from here on out. I really, really liked it. I feel like most people that are complaining about the show were expecting something akin to the regular MCU show with the whole action adventure kind of thing. But this one was very much a comedy. So I'm glad that you know they were able to know hinder or sort of hone in on that and you know it really did favor the show in a lot of ways
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that
0: all right so i think that is all that we have for today uh is there anything else you'd like to add good saw
1: no that's everything
0: all right so thank you guys for listening to episode 98 of the travis and damien podcast we'll see you guys two weeks from now with another episode
1: later